From the moment that it went public in 2021, Nike became the investor's favorite. It listed at an 80% premium to its issue price and it did better than Zomato and Paytm even. And for good reason. From the time that it launched to the time it got listed, Nike proved its mettle. It became the largest beauty and cosmetics retailer in the country. What really stands out about Nike's story is that beauty and cosmetics has historically been a more of a try it before you buy it kind of a segment. And how Nike, an e-commerce platform, came in and turned that around is really quite extraordinary. After all, buying clothes that turn out to be knockoffs is very different from ending up buying fake beauty and cosmetic products, right? Now, Nike's business model is based on inventory management. It buys products directly from brands or distributors and then it sells them to customers on its platform. If you've shopped on Nike, then you'll remember that each product comes with an authenticity certificate. So it was stuff like this that was among the key reasons for Nike's success. By 2018, the road to profitability was quite clear for the company. It was still on a dream run. So it decided to launch its fashion vertical. And it does make sense, right? Beauty and fashion, after all, do go hand in hand. Uh, for me personally, focusing on the fashion business is incredibly exciting. I think it's a bold bet we took about two and a half years ago. Um, it's already showing incredible momentum, but I'm very convinced that uh, this is going to be a very, very sizable business in a very large market. Um, and we can see that, you know, in the next couple of years, you know, the, the bold bet to enter fashion, though it was a competitive space, will really pay off. So overall, feeling extremely bullish on fashion, and I think you know, moving from being just a pure beauty retailer to being beauty plus fashion was the right move we took a couple years ago. That was from an India Today interview of Adwaita Nair, the daughter of Nike's founder Falguni Nair, who heads the company's fashion vertical. Now you would expect, since its inventory model saw so much success in the beauty and personal care segment, it would follow the same for fashion, right? But Nike. decided to pick the marketplace model instead but the important question to ask is was fashion a risk for nike probably was it worth taking mm, okay so nike released its revenue update for its investors last week for the last financial quarter and it left shareholders quite disappointed and guess the culprit you got it it was fashion unfortunately this is not even the first time If you're a regular Daybreak listener then you will remember that I did an episode on Nike sometime in January. It was essentially about how Nike's post-listing glory days might be over. Even then one of the main reasons Sita Raman the deputy editor at the Ken had pointed out was fashion. So today let's take a closer look at what's going on with it. Welcome to Daybreak, a business podcast from the Ken. I'm your host Nikta Sharma and I don't chase the news cycle. Instead, thrice a week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time. Today is Friday, the 13th of April. Let's 
begin with why Nike chose the marketplace over the inventory model that had already brought it so much success. You see, it is not that Nike does not hold inventory at all in fashion, but it has chosen to be marketplace first in this category. My colleague Sita Raman explained it quite well. Nike's inventory-led business in fashion is driven by private labels. If you just go by the sheer number of brands available, fashion far outruns personal care. And because of this, it is hard to do justice to fashion as an inventory-led player. Also for cosmetics, Nike had to come up with a playbook all on its own. But for fashion, it could turn to Mintra and Amazon to understand why it made sense to follow the marketplace model. And another important reason in fashion is this. There are higher number of returns and cancellations compared to personal care, which is why the inventory model is not the most suitable. So so far so good, right? So why then is Nike's bet on fashion letting it down? Stay tuned to find out. There was already a lot of skepticism surrounding Nike's foray into fashion. But even if it was only for a short period of time, in the last quarter of last year, the fashion vertical did manage to bring back some of its old charm. It left Nike's BPC or beauty and personal care segment in terms of order and revenue growth. Nike's fashion revenue rose by 43% from the previous year. This was much higher than the 26% in BPC. As of March 2022, Nike offered 4.3 million stock keeping units or SKUs in the fashion category. Now this is nearly 15 times more than what it offers in the beauty and personal care segment. Plus, Nike chose to focus on the premium end of the fashion market, and it has managed to increase its average order value or AOV by 20% to a little over 3800 rupees. But on the other hand, the AOV in its main BPC segment declined marginally to around 1800 rupees. While this has helped improve the economics of the fashion business, e-commerce is still a tough nut to crack, especially for clothes priced above 2000 rupees. Sita Raman spoke to Shubhrata Siddhanta, a former senior executive at apparel retailers such as Trent and Shoppers Top. He told him and I'm quoting it works on touch and feel that is why 65 to 70% of apparel sold online is priced less than 1000 rupees end quote the unique monthly average visitors for fashion grew at a slower pace than for bpc in the 6 months that ended in september 2022 as a comparatively new player in the fashion e-commerce game nike has to take on mintra amazon and ajio To do this, it has to spend a considerable amount to attract new customers. The chunk Nike spent on promoting its fashion vertical in the year that ended in March 2022 was over 50% of what it spent on beauty and personal care. This was despite its fashion business revenue being one tenth of its beauty business. So, what then does the future look like for Nike? Coming up next. Just because of its basic nature, fashion is a very difficult challenge for Nike. 
Advaita Nair, the chief executive of Nike Fashion, told the Ken, and I'm quoting, "I do believe fashion is the ultimate discovery problem. Fashion has so many products, far more than beauty. So how do you really show the right thing to the right person at the right time? And that remains a focus for us." End quote. Another factor to really think about is the seasonality of fashion. It is very different from beauty and personal care. Trends come and go in the wink of an eye. The market for fast fashion is cheap and is only growing. There are already a bunch of popular fast fashion retailers like Trend Studio. So it seems that there are little to no chances of Nike pulling off in fashion what it did in the beauty and personal care segment. At least not any time in the near future. In fact, right now, even to manage consistent growth in the fashion segment is a far away dream for Nike. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of the Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps, and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Smita Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sen.